Well, welcome in to Slapshot Radio on Nashville's best sports talk, ESPN 102.5 The Game. The Preds are on their longest road trip of the season and have captured three or four points on it so far. We're going to preview tomorrow night's game against Carolina with the voice of PNC Arena. Canes PA man Wade Minter going to be joining us. It's all brought to you by day one sponsor, Hermitage Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. The largest wine and spirit store in Middle Tennessee, Cool Springs Wines and Spirits. And our good friends at Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries Nashville with three locally owned and operated locations in Middle Tennessee with great furniture in stock and ready for immediate delivery. You don't see that very often these days. And, of course, the man, Carter Church, with KW Murfreesboro, your real estate expert. I'm Paul McCann, our co-host, our former NHL coach and player, Brent Peterson, and the host of the Preds Watch Party, Zach McCann. Coach, how are you tonight? I'm doing great. It's well, good to be here. It is good to be here. It's uh, You know what? We're, as we're all getting our vaccines and, and, and starting to kind of just open up just a little bit. I mean, it's a, it, it is kind of nice to uh, to be back in the palatial studios of 1025 The Game. We're trying to get uh, our um, our Zoom call. Zach is still in his undisclosed location somewhere in South Nashville. They, they moved him. They kicked him out of East Nashville. That's it. He had it. They've had enough. He doesn't, he doesn't belong in Nashville. He's now. Yeah, he doesn't belong in East Nashville anyway. <laughs> but um, so let, let's talk about this while our, our man Kenny's trying to working on getting Zach on the phone. Let's talk about last night's game because, okay, you know you can look at the missed opportunities. You can look at um, the you know the five minutes that they definitely wanted back, went back in the second period, but overall. Uh, you know, a really, really good effort from the Nashville Predators. And not only that, um, I, I think it was one of their more complete efforts that we've seen this year. I, I thought it was great. I thought that everybody played hard. They played well. And everybody thought, oh, maybe maybe Carolina sort of, you know, you know, wasn't playing as hard as they normally do. Carolina plays hard every night. He's got no kidding, play, and they are coming to play. And we we stood step for step with them. They're a fast team. We were faster last night with the young kids playing in there, and we had some great, great play by all of our young kids. Played really well. I thought. So let's talk about that a little bit because I mean, it was a little bit of uh, the Nashville Predator, Milwaukee Admiral, Chicago Wolves show last <laughs> night. Uh, I mean, with um, with Roman Yossi out. With uh, UC Soros out, with uh, Matt Duchesne out, with Luke Cunning out. I mean, the you know, I could probably take up the entire hour just reciting the IR list for uh, for Nashville. But um, what which one of the kids impressed you the most last night? The ones that we haven't seen much of. Well, I, I thought uh, you know, Tovinen's always played well. I, I love his game because he's now he's he's learned how to play both ends of the rink. He learned how to play a two hundred foot game where he's coming back. He, he he turned the puck over sort of sort of a little bit on the end of the game there when they when when uh, Stahl came down and scored the goal but he was still he was giving them backside pressure he was yes. working hard he was working hard getting them and I thought it was a I thought the whole team played well uh, the Pitlick played well I thought yes I, I liked I thought, his game I I really I thought I thought Alexander Car- I thought Alexander Carrier yeah was, he, was really quite good I mean this is a, this is a you know, an opportunity for this Nashville Predators team, and uh, I get a voice in my ear, uh, the, the dulcet tones of uh, of Kenny telling me that uh, our friend uh, Zach, our uh, our Predators watch party host and co-host, Zach, you're online. 
Oh, that's right. Just when you thought it was safe to turn on the radio. Oh, oh no. no. We thought, we we thought, thought, that, was thought that was good. Zach, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's all good, Kenny. Don't you worry about it. So, so we've got we've an got interesting, interesting, uh, uh, got an interesting, interesting echo, echo going, going on. Right, that's, right. You need to mute your computer. Do I need, do I need to do that? I did. Live radio, folks. I love live radio. So anyway, um, I've had a tweet about that earlier. (laughs) It's an interesting piece, really. You know, a Zoom call protocol, right? You know, at least I I I didn't say unmute me, please. Anyway, so Zach, we were talking about last night's game. We're we're, we're talking about who who impressed us. Um, Which one of the uh, of of the of the kids, let's call them, which one of the new players really tend to uh, were you most impressed by in the in the game last night? Sure, you've waxed poetic about him already, but Jeremy Davies was playing with a confidence that belies a player making his NHL debut. Their skating ability, there was a certain spin move he had in the first period where I was just like, oh, okay, cool, Sam Gerrard's back. That's awesome. Um, I thought that it was just a really strong game, other than, of course, the uh, lack of discipline that really plagued most of the team for the end of the second period. But I thought Jeremy Davies had everything you could expect from a debut and more so you look at this nashville predators team now okay uh a team that's eight points behind the chicago blackhawks uh a team that has six games remaining against those very same chicago blackhawks um the interesting piece here is that the depleted blue line just got more depleted if that's a word um, uh, I thought he had his best night that he's had in a long uh, time. Dante Fabro was probably his best, night, yeah. be, probably his best game as as an uh, as a National Hockey League player last night, and of course that means he gets suspended for two games. See, I should just I, mean, criti- he, I should criticize all these guys because they all play good after I criticize them. So well, keep <laughs> keep it up, keep it up, Coach Zach. You were saying, I mean, as far as Dante Fabro goes, I mean, look, it's hard to argue with it with with a two game suspension. Until you wonder where the consistency is. You know, I'm not going to be mad about them making the right call in this case. And let's be honest, it was the right call. Really, I think it probably should have been just a game suspension and he should have gotten a major for that infraction. I think that would have been more important. But once again, the officials on the ice decided to leave it to player safety as they all too often do. Mm -hmm. And I think you are kind of seeing, frankly, I have not been impressed with most of the officiating this year, whether it's linesmen holding onto the puck too long, in zones before actually dropping the darn thing questionable hits going completely unchecked and uncalled cough cough jason dickinson on roman yossi the other night you look at a lot of the things that are happening right now and i almost feel bad for player safety because they're just kind of like well what are we supposed to do and what are we paying you guys for people in stripes well and and you mentioned one of the hits that 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 aggravates me uh, I'm going to go back uh, to the previous Carolina uh, Nashville game at Niederreiter, and and you know what? And here's the thing: you're looking at almost exact same hits. Uh, you know, Niederreiter on Saros. You, you look at what happened to Yossi, and now you know. Okay, you know, hit from a bad angle, elbow was up, no question about that. But again. You know, Zach, I'm wondering, do you think this is the Tom Wilson effect kicking in? 
I absolutely do. I think if Tom Wilson doesn't get seven games for his questionable hit that sent uh, one of the Bruins players to the hospital, then we're not talking about this. And you have a lot of people who are angry at Dante Fabro only getting a $5,000 fine. However, let's be honest, the optics of Tom Wilson getting a seven-game suspension and then Dante Fabro walking free that next time just wouldn't be good for the league at that rate. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, again, bad hit. Nobody's arguing that. Nobody's arguing that. But what really, you know, it it really kind of aggravates me, uh, you know, is it too much to ask for just a little bit of consistency? I mean, I'm not, I'm not, obviously (laughs) it is, yes. But so, I mean, and we could go on probably the entire show about this. But one thing I do want to talk about from last night's uh from last night's game and going back to Sunday night's game in Dallas. Um, you know, has Pecorine been, you know, seen uh, you know, Ponce de Leon lately? I mean, because holy heavens, he has drank from the fountain of youth. Pecorine has looked like the Pecorine from, you know, uh, three to five years ago over the last couple of games, Coach. Oh, I knew Pecca could do it over a short-term short term time, you know, a shorter term than he is. He used to do every other game. He'd play every, other, every night, and the only back-to-back excuse he got. And that just sort of faded away last year. And like you said, Niederreiter hits Saros uh, uh, and gets nothing. Yeah, and we lose our number one, our so-called number one goalie. That's that's big time. That's like losing your quarterback or your or your yep. pitchers or whatever. But I I, I think that Pekka's just a, Pekka's just a quiet, soft-spoken man who is a great hockey player. And you can pull up memories of the past and put yourself. He, he visualizes a lot and does a good job doing that kind of stuff off the ice. But he's been great. He's been terrific. Kept us in the games early. Yep. And then we got our legs underneath us, and we we're always in games when we get our legs underneath us early enough. And he's been great. He's been just been a great, great and we know, for us. And we know, Zach, that Soros is on the trip. He is traveling with the team. So that usually means he's not too far away. Right. And, and if you look well, at it's a when— a 16-game trip, though. 16 you, no, game no, trip. <laughs> absolutely. But if you look at how the schedule falls right. right now— yeah. yeah. The schedule falls every other night. You've got Carolina tomorrow night. You've got Tampa on Saturday. You've got Tampa on Monday, two days off, and then Florida. So, I mean, Soros gets well sometime in the next week. Yeah. Then, I mean, Rene can start all of them, and I have to put away my uh, my Led Zeppelin in through the outdoor album uh, because I play that if Cascasuo uh, ends up in the in the net because uh, Cashmere <laughs> would have to be played as the walk-on music. I'm starting to figure out the, how they – they they justify this using week to week or day to day. Day to day is he could be in the, in the next five days. Week to week he he could be uh, you know he, he's got a concussion because week to week they got they test every seven days if you if you're yep if you're all right. And, so inside you know inside information <laughs> you get more inside information here from anybody figured out by the coach <laughs> here on Slapshot Radio on ESPN one zero two five the game. Hey, you know what? They have been with us since day one of the show. The premier sponsor of Slapshot Radio, doctors Aileen Kruger and Tyler Boland over at Hermitage Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. I'm telling you, man, they have got an incredible staff. I actually just made my appointment for my checkup with them just today. And they, they've got a great environment. They do make it so easy to get your dental needs taken care of. And if it wasn't enough, all the latest in dental technology, including in-office whitening, including sedation dentistry. Check out their website for more information, webrightensmiles.com. You can call them for an appointment at 615-872-7762. That's 615-872-7762. 
Hermitage Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. We brighten smiles. Oh, my. Kenny digging back into the 70s on the wheels of steel. Slapshot Radio. ESPN 1025, the game. Nashville's best sports talk. You are in the rocking chair of the hockey block here on Wednesday nights on ESPN 1025, the game. You've got Smashville Live at 6, followed by us, Slapshot Radio at 7. You've got Penalty Box Radio coming up at 8 o'clock. I am telling you, you're not going to get three hours of solid hockey talk anywhere else in the Mid-South, right here. On 1025 The Game. Really happy, uh, you know, with, with Brent Peterson, with Zach McCann, really happy to welcome back to Slapshot Radio a guy that I really wanted to hear a lot less interested in his reads last night. Uh, the voice of the P- of PNC Arena in Raleigh, North Carolina, the uh, the PA voice of the Carolina Hurricanes, Wade Mincer. Wade, welcome back to Slapshot Radio, my friend. Thanks for having me back, y'all. Really appreciate it. Ah, uh, well, you know what? Uh, good game last night. Got to admit, good game last night. And uh, so I'm wondering. I know that you had a raffle this afternoon for your uh, for your score sheets last night. So who had two games? So I know you were asking. You know, whoever guessed the appropriate amount of uh, games for the suspension for Dante Fabro. I still wanted him to ask to see how many games that, uh, you know, that, um, Nino Niederreiter should have gotten for taking out our goalie the last time they were in town, but we won't go there anyway. Of course not. Of course not. So, so Wade, um, you know, this team just seems to keep on rolling. Um, you know, playing really, really well. Um, you know, and you guys, and you're having a lot of fun, I noticed, because, uh, they got you in the lower bowl. Uh, about 20 rows off the ice, and uh, Stormy comes up and gives you all kinds of grief on a pretty regular basis. So uh, what's it been like, uh, you know, uh, doing the PA throughout this pandemic? Uh, talk a little bit about your experiences. It was certainly weird to start the year. Glad to be back, um, though, with the COVID protocols, just like you, I had to be out of the box. So they moved me during the time that there were no fans in the building, about 10 rows back, set up a table in the fan seats. It was super janky, but it was close enough that I could yell at the off-ice officials if I needed some clarification on anything. (laughs) So about eight or nine games like that, and then now they are letting fans back in the building in Raleigh, so we've got 15% capacity, about 3,000 people. And so I've moved again up a little bit higher and a little bit further over, and it's, it's been an adjustment. So... You know, when there weren't any fans in the building, I was having to think about my style and how that would come across on TV. And now that we've got some people back in the building, it's all about how's it going to sound inside the building as well as for the bulk of the fans who are watching at home. So talk a little bit about this Carolina team. I mean, you know, with uh, with, with some of the players that we're seeing with Svechnikov and Ajo, I mean, this team seems to be loaded per, for bear and really, really doing well so far. It's crazy to see because in the Rod Brindamore era, the team's really hung its hat on puck possession and defense. That's been the calling cards of the Rod Brindamore system. And this year, you know, the defense, I think, is taking a little bit of a step back, but they're just lighting people up, firing on all cylinders. You've got uh, Vincent Trocek, who's having a you know, year just like his all-star years from a couple years ago. You know, Niederreiter's in double digits. Jordan Stahl's in double digits. And... I never thought I'd see a Carolina Hurricanes team that was trying to, you know, outscore somebody. It was always, you know, tight defense, close games, 
and now they're just lighting fools up. It's it's crazy to see. Yeah, well, I, you know, when you start straining the PA announcer's voice, you know uh, you're doing pretty well. You're on Slapshot Radio with the voice of PNC Arena, Canes PA announcer Wade Minter. Coach? Hey, Wade, uh, I'd like to know uh, a couple things about the post-game rituals that they do there. Is there one time, is there one certain thing that they do in, over the year, over the last couple of years that has been your favorite one they've done? Oh, man, the storm surge was really a great talking point here in Carolina. You didn't realize how creative the players were until they started booking their own material like that. <laughs> there are a lot of contenders, but for me, the Evander Holyfield storm surge was <laughs> top-notch, not only because you got the four-time world champion out there on the ice in Raleigh, but Jordan Martinook's cell job was just uh, perfect. He took the jacket, he was out, they had to drag him by his ankles to the bench. Now that That's commitment to the bed right there. So that was my favorite of the that's ones great. that I saw. No question. Zach, you got something for Wade? Absolutely. You know, Wade, you can talk about, obviously, the stars on this team for days, but really what's impressed me about this Carolina team is the play of that bottom six. People like Brock McGinn, like Warren Fogle, Jesper Fast, all of these players who might not be household names, but just seem to be bringing a ton of depth to that team. What is it about those players that you think are making this team so tough to scheme against right now? I think it's because people are slotted in the right place. You know, you got to have the right mix of folks in your team to to roll four lines, and the Canes finally have that. I think an underrated move was the Ryan Dezingle trade. A talented player who never really seemed to find a step in Raleigh was miscast in a bottom six uh, or bottom three role sometimes. You're able to offload him for Cedric Paquette, Stanley Cup winner last year, who brings a set of physicality that was missing from the team. And you plug him in, and that all of a sudden that fourth line – with Jordan Martinook and kind of whoever they're putting on that other wing is extremely dangerous and gives you a different look than a Ryan Dezingle line did. So I think it's a case where the top, you know, the top six is able to be loaded up with skill and the bottom six is able to be loaded up with hard to play against. And especially at home, the coach can roll out whatever line he needs for the matchup. We're on the line with the voice of PNC arena, I had Carolina Hurricanes PA announcer Wade Mincer. Wade, uh, you know, when I look at a player uh, maturing, you see that in Sebastian Ajo right now. Um, he has really rounded his game out. And um, one of the things that I've noticed, you used to just notice him every now and again when he would pull something spectacular. The last couple of games that I've seen, you know, Carolina play both here in in Smashville and last night in Raleigh. Um, you notice him every time he's on the ice. Yeah, he's really come along. And I think it's a credit to the team and the way they've developed him. Because when he came in, he wanted to be a center and the team you know, deferred on that. They put him on the wing and they said, learn how to play the game the way we want you to play. He went through hot streaks and cold streaks, just like any other you know player coming to the league does. But he didn't have that burden of being a, a first-line center or a second-line center placed on his shoulders. He could learn, and he could get the minutes in. And once he earned the trust with the team, showed him he could play the right way, he moved to center. And he's become that top-line center that the Canes have needed for a really long time. He's He kills penalties. He's strong defensively. He's good in the face-off dot. And he can set up players and finish on his own. Uh, so he's really kind of rounded into that complete player that the Canes hope they get when they drafted him in the second round. And, you know, the stat totals prove it out, but I think it's the way he plays the game that has shown that you can develop players the right way. You get good results. 
You know, there's a player who was injured last year who I think, if not for that injury, would have challenged Roman Yossi for his Norris. What has the return of Dougie Hamilton meant to this Carolina Hurricanes team? Uh, he's he's just a great guy, and I think the fans have really embraced him here. You know, he's, I think, had a reputation around the league as being hard to deal with in the locker room. I don't think we've seen any evidence of that, and the fans love Dougie, and Dougie seems to love the fans, and you're right. He was having a Norris uh, contender season before that broken leg last year. He couldn't seem to miss the goal. Like He was putting everything in. This year, uh, you know, the shots aren't really falling for him, but he's leading the team in assists which, you know, if you're setting somebody else up to, to score, it's just as good as you scoring yourself. And that top-line pairing of him with Jacob Slavin, I think, is a really good mix of Slavin just being your prototypical shutdown defenseman and Dougie being a guy who can jump up in the play and cause trouble. The two play off of each other extremely well. So, Wade, um, you're probably not going to see him. I just want to make sure you have the pronunciation right. Kashmir Kaskasuo. Kaskasuo. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, you never know. He might, he might make an appearance. Yeah, you I'm never still know. struggling with your goaltender's name too. So I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that one, is, that was one that I had to hear it a couple times because it is not pronounced the way it looks, uh, <laughs> but it is Nadelkovich. Well, it's there's really, an, there's an H on the end of the sound, but not on the end of the word. Well, of no. course, uh, it's just Eastern Europeans joke on us to try and, <laughs> hey, throw an extra vowel in there with an extra consonant. Why not? Exactly. So, uh, Wade, uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us tonight. Have a great call tomorrow. I wish you many disinterested reads. And uh, oh, I'm just kidding. Not really. But uh, seriously, we really appreciate you joining us tonight. Enjoy the rest of the season. And uh, I think we uh, I think we see you one more time before we're done this uh, before we're done this whole uh, this whole weird season. Yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, I think having the division the way it is, you're going to build up some great rivalries. I know I've always wanted more Canes Preds games, yes. in the Battle of the South. And, you know, my hope is that if we can get enough shots in arms and we get that outdoor game in Raleigh, that y'all are the opponent and we can do it outdoors. Boy, that was talking. That, yeah, I like that idea a lot. He's Wade Minter, the PA voice of the Carolina Hurricanes, the voice of PNC Arena. Wade, thanks so much for joining us. Have a good night. Good night. All righty. And we will be right back right after I tell you about our good friend Carter Church at KW Murfreesboro. Now, Carter is one of those guys that that really seems to know his stuff when it comes to, uh, to, to real estate. You know, I've seen how Carter's over 20 years of media and marketing experience has driven his proven success as a real estate agent. You need Carter on your team. So you got to call him at 615-429-2044. That's 615-429-2044. Carter Church is your real estate professional. If you're buying or if you're selling, you got to call Carter today. the familiar music it's back Slapshot Radio I'm Paul McCann, Brett Peterson, Zach McCann coming at you and there's a new TV deal seven years boatloads of cash and the four digit of the four letter worldwide leader of sports 
is back in the hockey game. ESPN and Disney and the NHL announced a seven-year deal. ABC. Yep. Uh, you know, four of the seven-year contract, four of the seven contracted years, the Stanley Cup final will be on ABC TV. Um, All I know is we have to look at Barry Melrose more now. We get we get more <laughs> Barry Melrose, and I will tell you the thing that will make this worth it to me. Because I'm one of those folks that said, I don't think that the NHL absolutely needed ESPN. Is it a good thing? Yes. No question about that. Was it absolutely positively necessary for the survival of NHL as a sport? Absolutely not. But, Zach, when you look at this, and I think you hit it when we were talking as I was driving over here and we were kind of talking through the show a little bit. I think you hit it right on the nose as to why this deal makes so much sense with ESPN. If you are looking at this ESPN deal in the vacuum of how it was 25 years ago, then you are going to be disappointed by it. ESPN didn't really talk hockey all that much. It was relegated to ESPN2 for a couple of months and then ditched. I think it was, you know, the, we, I think it was on ESPN The Ocho for a little while. Kyle. Yeah, for a while. But it's one of those things where we all have sepia-colored memories about Gary Thorne and Keith Olbermann and Bill Clement and all these different hockey personalities, Linda Cohn and everything. And, you know, and they're wonderful people, and I can't wait to have them back. But this is about one thing and one thing only, and the press conference today really hit this home. This is about reaching out to people who have cut the cord. This is about streaming on ESPN+. Plus. This is about getting people who aren't on your traditional cable plans anymore more access to hockey. The numbers are simple. ESPN Plus is doing great when they have been streaming NHL games just for a while, and this is with NHL TV as competition. Now you're going to fold NHL TV and make ESPN Plus the single sole option for the ravenous bunch that are hockey fans? This is a perfect deal for the NHL as they go into the more modern modern streaming era now but the interesting thing is this zach and 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 i hear what you're saying i absolutely do but um the nhl tv streamed every nhl game it is very very clear in the press in the press release and in the story on espn.com that they will carry more than a thousand games per season streaming on espn plus that's Mm -hmm. not every game No, it's not. And that leaves open the perfect option for teams to make their own streaming deals with their own networks and have everything through there. And that's what you're going to see from that. This is a win-win for both the teams to be able to negotiate their own TV rights and for the league to be able to broadcast the game in a wider aspect. Hmm. Interesting way of looking at it. I'll see if it comes out that way, but I like the thought. Who's going to be their partner for this, for the uh, finals or you know, they, they get yeah. four finals in the next seven. So who's the other three? Are you just going to go to back to NBC or is CBS or is it? Well, a, you don't imagine. know. You don't know because first off, uh, NBC Sports Network is done this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're shuttering it. They're moving. And, and if they shutter it before the NHL is done, they're going to move everything over to, to USA Network, another NBC Universal property. I mean, Okay, they're getting out of the sports network game. Gotcha. Um, but I think so. NBC may or may not be part of it. Um, the dark horse, you know, Fox is always going to be one of the ones that you're going to look at. But the dark horse that I'm starting to see a little bit more rumblings about, and this one could be really interesting, is CBS Sports. They haven't covered hockey, uh, I think, since like the early 70s. I mean, so it's going to be interesting. 
that network has been making a lot of a power play recently. I mean, they, you know, they had a great job with the Super Bowl this year, you know, regardless of your take on it. The mm-hmm. royal interview with Oprah and yeah. you know, Harry and Meghan was a huge get for them. That's a network that's looking to make moves. And if they do truly believe in the growth of the sport and they can get it at a good price, which they can. I mean, heck, like I think uh, they paid more for just getting the Utah Jazz in a local market than they paid for the entire NHL right now. Then if you look at that it's a no brainer in my opinion, because hockey fans are tribal and ravenous and will watch their teams wherever they are. Well, and, and I, I've used this example before when you look at uh, what happened when the NCAA tournament went solely to CBS sports, they weren't splitting it with anybody else. And then it was like, Oh no, no. Oh, oh that's the end of the tournament. And it's never going to be that great. Well, the ratings are higher. And I, I think college basketball is probably even more tribal than the national hockey league. So, I mean, cause let's face it. Most hockey fans, once their team's done, they're gone. Yeah. But I mean, that's not the case in this market. That's not the case in markets like Buffalo. It's not in case, uh, the case in markets, like, you know, like, from a ratings perspective, sort of, kind of. But, you know, I mean, they'll still watch the game. No question about that. But when you look at it, you know, from a standpoint of, you know, of ratings, I mean, once your team's gone, you know, I mean, even a hockey-mad market like Pittsburgh or Philadelphia, ratings drop through the floor. After after the Flyers, the Penguins are done. Ratings drop through the well, floor. I think it's a great deal all around because if you're if you're if you're tra- streaming live, yeah, you're getting the game in right now. But you know the other the other way. I I, I watched uh, the ratings one week, and the the Titans scrimmage game was worth more than our playoff game against, uh, or got more rating than our playoff game against uh, Phoenix. Hmm. That well, was unbelievable. In August. Yeah, that's what I mean. But that's the difference. That's why they want everybody to get, you know, get, get those kind of people in, in, in place. No, no, don't disagree with you. And I think, you know, from a standpoint of, you know, look, I've always been one of the ones that said, you know what, I, I you know, and Zach, to your point, I, I am hoping that this is different. I really I am. I'm hoping that I, it is. It, it makes sense because there are people out there and I have talked to them multiple times who do not take hockey seriously because it's not on ESPN. Right. Regardless, that is the big kid on campus. ESPN, even if you are, I mean, you could be a big fish in a small pond like you were with NBC. And NBC did fantastic work for this league. This sure is did. nothing against that. However, if you're not on ESPN, you're still playing in the minors. And even getting a little bit of time in the major league is still time in the majors. And that's the way I look at this for this this deal with the league. And I, but, and I also say that I I think this is good for ESPN as well because they they have really been trying they, they they've been courting the NHL. The interesting piece was it was, you know, don't let don't let the screen door hit you where the good lord split you 25 years ago. Right. Now and and ever since then, they've come back and kind of gone, well, maybe we need to, you know, hey, let's talk to the NHL. And I do kind of like that the NHL kind of went, "Nah, we're good with NBC, thank you." <laughs> and and now, you know, the, it's dealt with on a on more of a position of equals, well, which I really like. Well, when we lost to ESPN, we had no coverage on ESPN uh Sports Center. Hate to tell you, no didn't coverage. Get, didn't get much before they lost well, it either. I, mean. I okay. remember it. So now they have to do it because it's a big, big buy for them. No, they don't have to. They don't have to but they will. They will though. Well, for they the first to, year. For the first year. You don't think they'll keep it up forever? The I mean, interesting piece though is that though I don't think the key here is that I look at this deal and it goes. 
I don't see a lot of things happening. They talk about ESPN+. Plus. They talk about the ABC television network. They talk about Hulu. You notice they don't talk a lot about the flagship. You're not going to get all of a sudden Stephen A. Smith talking about hockey. Of course not. But like it's not going to (laughs) happen. But what? But the thing that needs to happen, though, to your point, Zach, if it's not on ESPN, well, if you're on ESPN, the Ocho, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, then you're not on ESPN. If you're not on the flagship, you're not on ESPN. And the kicker becomes, I'm just hoping that there's a national game every week as part of this deal on the flagship. If that's part of it, then I'm I'm thinking it's a great deal and I'm happy about it. But I don't see that yet. Is ABC the flagship or is ESPN the flagship? Well, I mean, you know, that's the the question. Well, according to ESPN's own thing, okay, included will be 25 regular season games on ESPN or ABC. Good. 25 regular season games on ESPN or ABC. Early round playoff series and one conference final each year, four Stanley Cup final series on ABC, and more than a thousand games per season streaming on ESPN Plus. So, I mean, did it say playoffs in there at all? Early round playoff round. series and one Eight. conference final each year. And so, look, let's face it, you're not going to have them on. I know we're up against a break. We're with good conversation though. You're not. They're not going to be on the, the the flagship all the time. It's going to be ESPN two. It's going to be ESPN U. It's going to be ESPN News. And that's fine. But again, as long as the mothership's involved and you're seeing that on a regular basis, then I'm really good with it. I'm, I, you know, and I th- I, then I think it is just as good as everyone's talking about. But I want to see what the scheduling looks like. I, I, I'm, I'm from Missouri on this one. You got to show me. <laughs> uh, you really do. And uh, Kenny is about to come in here and rip the mic out of, out of our hands right now because yeah. we're late for a break. <laughs> we will be right back to wrap up this crazy hour of Slapshot Radio right here on ESPN 1025 The Game. Hit it. Oh, yeah. How you feel, brother? I feel pretty good. You feel good? I feel pretty good. so much bone, brother. I could just let this go. Slapshot Radio ESPN 102.5 The Game. Kenny on the wheels of steel. Making some nice choices, that's for sure. Brett Peterson, Zach McCann, Paul McCann coming at you. So, uh, guys, that was you know the funny thing about it is that we just spent an entire segment talking about half the NHL contract. The other half isn't announced yet, so it's going to be really, really interesting to see what network is going. This is going to be shared with, and how many national games come out of that? Because you know you look at twenty five and you go, eh. yeah. but if you add another national network in there. With another 25 or 30, okay, then you're feeling a little bit better about it. And so, are they going to take it nationally after the first round like they do nowadays? Right? I, or the, I, our guys get to do our own games for the, for the first round, and then it goes all national after that? Is that you the, know what? It didn't say anything. I have said this over and over <laughs> and over again. We have the technology. We can do it. Why, <laughs> why don't – I mean, and honestly, something like ESPN Plus should be able to do something like this to where – I would love – I'd watch it on ESPN. That's fine. I'll watch the Stanley Cup final on ESPN. But I would love to have heard Bob Miller call the Los Angeles Kings winning their first Stanley Cup. Yeah. I would love to hear Pete Weber call 
when the Predators win their first Stanley Cup or Willie Donick call when the Predators win exactly. their first Stanley Cup. And you can do it. They have this wonderful thing. It's called a uh, separate audio channel or separate audio program. A splitter? <laughs> no. I mean, every TV is, is it, it, it there. A lot of times it's used for other languages, but there are two, three, four separate audio channels available, for heaven's sakes, and that's on over the air. But be that as it may, I do want to get to a couple of other topics here because I think we could talk about this to death. But let's talk a little bit about, um, uh, you know, I want to ask each of you a question. I want an honest answer. And I'm going to start with Coach. Are the Predators' playoff hopes dead? No, but they're uh, they're they're just, <laughs> they on life support. Yeah, they got their, they got their fingertips just over the pole, the the bar there, and they're <laughs> hanging in there. But you know what? If they play like they did last night and they do it every night, they will have a chance to get back in the fold. They have one chance of getting back in the fold and getting back in the playoffs is if they win or they stay with Chicago and they're only eight points, eight to six points back when they have the big series. We have like six six games six left. games left against them. Yep. Yeah, and we'd have to go. We'd have to get ten points or nine points out of that. Then we got a chance, but you, you have to jump over so many teams nowadays. You only got to jump over two now. Well, I know it's still two is two is better than one. If you're in fifth place, you're all right because you can only you're only going to beat that one team. Correct. Now you got two, and you got uh, Dallas, who has like 25 games in hand on everybody, <laughs> and it's just the way. So, what do you think about that, Zach? Oh, you know, <laughs> I'm asking him one. This this question is killing him. I want you to know that I. No one likes to look at things with gold-colored glasses more than I do. And I could talk myself into it, sure. But unfortunately, you've still got four more games again. You've still got five more games against the Hurricanes. Yep. You've still got two more games against the Lightning. You've still got four more games against the against the Panthers. You've got some heavy hitters that you still have to play. Yeah, you've got six against Chicago, but you can't count on those. I'm sorry, you can't even count on the Detroit games right now. But at least you have a chance there. You've got a chance, but you've only gone 500 against them so far. It's not like these are bang-bang points. I think it would be better for this team to not make the playoffs this year. I agree. If we finish dead last, I don't mind that. Hot take. If we're not going for the... We're not going for the whole ball of wax or, or getting in the playoffs. See, the reason, why, the reason why you want to make the playoffs is, is for your owner. Sure. Uh, that's the difference between making money and losing that's money. That's right. That one series could make you 15 to $20 million if you get to go four games or whatever, or, or, or you if, play four games. But, if you're vaccinated enough to be able to actually have <laughs> that's fans true. in yeah, there. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But for, for what, you know, what we're talking about here, whether the, the playoffs are dead – I think you're 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 closer than I am to it. I just I just uh, forever, you know, I, forever I wanted us to make the playoffs every year and just be a, you know there every year and there we're always there. Yeah. But I also want us to get rebuild the re, retool the team. And if we get to the point where what is it April 10th or something? This is the trade deadline. Yeah. If we get to the point where we're not close then. Then David's got to get the right people out of here and play those kids who played so well last night, whether they play good, bad, or ugly. See, and this is where I wonder, and, and Zach, I want to ask you this. I wonder if this spate of injuries and now add, add a two-game suspension onto it, whether this may not be the best thing for this team right now to be able to see these kids in action in games that matter while they are still relevant in, in, in some semblance of a playoff hunt. 
it's gut check time, no doubt. And you're seeing these kids step up and play good hockey. Hockey, I've loved Rem Pitlick's game. I can wax poetic about Ellie Tolvanen all day long. <laughs> yes. I mean, that kid is the real deal. And he's the Trenin? real deal. I, you know, Trennan, I, I haven't been crazy about in the last few games, and that hurts me to say. I know, I know. He's played well. I mean, he's, but he's just hasn't doing been... his job, though. Those guys get out there, and, yeah. him and the only thing I don't like about Olivier is he takes dumb penalties. Crosses just, the line. He just, he just can't have your stick up in the air and hit the guy for four minutes and, and expect think... to win games. But you're right; those kids are all playing well, and I just like to see him again. And the biggest thing is, though, I think if you're talking about the long-term health of this team, what is better for them? Get a decent draft pick and then assets for your one-year and expiring players or get waxed by Tampa in five games? Um, I'd rather do the, the former. or the <laughs> I don't know. The I, latter. I, 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 you know, again... I, oh, you guys are really—you guys are stepping out, aren't you? I'm yeah. looking at this. You know what? I, I, I look. I'm sorry. I, I'd love to get some extra games in. You know, in in, in May and potentially. Hey, it's June. money out of my pocket. Exactly. You know? I don't exactly. want to root against it. But I mean, <laughs> but I see where you're coming from, and I, and I don't disagree. But then you've got to look at what assets. And I don't want to get that conversation started right now because we only have about four minutes left. So uh, not even that left. So I, I mean. <laughs> I understand, and we're going to believe me. We're going to have plenty of discussion about this sure. over the next few weeks. Yeah. Should, especially should this um, this this road trip, um, you know, turn out poorly for this Nashville Predators team. But again, I love the fact that we're getting a good look at these kids. Yeah. Uh, you know, again in 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 situations that matter this isn't garbage time at the end of the season where you where you get that florida panther fool's gold that they've had for the past probably five or six years that they go on a crazy run and miss the playoffs by three points and everyone goes oh that team's going to be great next year and they go ahead and do it again so um this year yeah it's this year no (laughs) kidding so zach Brent, we we've gone ahead and went through another hour of uh, of your time. Thanks so much for joining us tonight on Slapshot Radio. We're back next Wednesday at seven p.m. Penalty Box Radio is up next. We'd like to give a big thank you to Wade Minter for joining us tonight, and of course, big thank yous to our sponsors: Hermitage Family and Cosmetic Dentistry, Cool Springs Wines and Spirits on Moore's Lane in Cool Springs, Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. You know. We were actually there on Sunday and uh, and and got some new furniture. Talked to Shelly, talked to Gary. Boy, great group there at Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. I'm going to keep you posted on my experience on that too. So you got to make sure you check them out on their three locally owned Middle Tennessee locations. And of course, our friend Carter Church. When you visit one of our sponsors, please make sure you tell about them. You heard them on Slapshot Radio and thank them for their support. For our producer, oh, the mighty mighty Kenny, and our co-host Brett Peterson and Zach McCann. I'm Paul McCann. Can saying good night and good hockey.